Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Trogerty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Hello, folks. And Fedra Akris is off tonight. And uh, so tonight what we're going to be doing is we are going to be discussing a lot of news that came out. But before we start, I wanted to talk about a couple of movies that I had seen recently. So I'm going to ask you, Jack, if you had seen this. I have a feeling you didn't see it. It was Guillermo uh, del Toro's Pinocchio on Netflix. No. You didn't see it? You, you have no interest in it? No interest in it. Yeah, I mean, crazy. honestly, like, even the original classic Pinocchio mm-hmm. from uh, the animated Disney feature from years and years ago, um, I, you know, I saw it when I was little, and it was good, but it never had the appeal, I guess, to me that, like, some people, like, hold that movie very dear to their hearts. Uh, other people are simply terrified of donkeys since yeah, <laughs> present company included. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, I mean, it's a nice story and stuff, but just uh, there's so many other things I need to watch and catch up on that going out of my way to watch that just isn't a draw. Well, I did watch it and I will say I was impressed for a lot of it. Uh, the first hour I thought was just great. And it's kind of nice because it's uh, the story of Geppetto and uh, his son, Carlo, you know, who I guess Pinocchio is based on. And then eventually, you know, Carlo is going to bite the bullet. And it's so stressful because, you know, at some point this kid is going to die. You just don't know how and you don't know when. And he's a cute kid. And, you know, and they have a really nice relationship. Like he's a carpenter. It takes place in Italy. And he helps his dad, like, on his little things that he has to do. Like, he builds a crucifix for the church and, you know, helps people out that that need any carpentry. Um, and then eventually he he bites the bullet. And uh, it, it's sad. It's very sad. It's very real. It's very dark. I don't know if I would recommend it for kids. But uh, it, it's fascinating, too, because it's... It, it it takes place in 19, I would say 39 or uh, like around World War II. And, oh, they, uh, they give it a time frame. Yeah. It's very okay. bizarre because Mussolini is in it. And instead of having that whole Pleasure Island scene, they replace it with uh, the kids going to like Mussolini youth camp, <laughs> you know, like uh, where they all become fascists. And uh, it, I was like really shocked to see that, you know, that they were given the uh, what is it? The, the Zig Heil salute uh, throughout the movie. And, really? Yeah, it was a bunch of nationalism for for Italy. Um, I, I think that that was the part that didn't work for me. Like, I know he wanted to be different. But I, even though I, I get scared of that scene in Pleasure Island when the boys turn to donkeys, I'd rather have seen that. Um, but it's still, it, it's it's beautiful to watch because it's all hand, uh, not hand drawn. It's stop motion animation, mm-hmm. and uh, he puts so much work into it. Or the people that worked with him put so much work into the damn thing, and it, it does look nice. Pinocchio looks kind of weird. He looks too wooden. It's like he just chopped a tree and just made Pinocchio, but it, he, like he, there's no real life to him. It's he's basically naked uh, throughout the whole thing. 
and he just looks like he's not painted. He's like just wood and bark and he's really wood. Yeah. He's really wood. Um, and it kind of reminds me of Coraline a little bit. It's like that dark, you know, um, and creepy. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I liked it better than the, the live action Disney Pinocchio that they did recently on Disney plus. Okay. Um, and I, I still find it fascinating because it's stop motion and uh, I, I have watched it more than once, <laughs> which you're like, yeah, what's wrong with me? But I, I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. And then they did, they tried to make it a musical and the music really is not that good. Um, but I don't know. I, I think you should, if you have time, I would check it out. Hugh McGregor plays. It's not Jiminy Cricket. It's Sebastian Cricket, I think. And as usual, he sucks. Um, but it's more like it's more like the original Pinocchio story, you know, like where Pinocchio is a real jerk in the beginning, and um, he's kind of a bastard. And uh, you know, like in the beginning, he, he you know the story of Pinocchio, like where wait, hold on one second, Look, could you hear that music? But um, yeah, no, in the original Pinocchio. I think Jiminy Cricket or whatever you want to call him, and you know, the cricket, uh, he's supposed to be like Pinocchio's conscience and Pinocchio's like, I don't need you. And he kills him, you know, know. let your conscience be your guide. But he comes back as a ghost and is still like a, uh, his conscience. Uh, Although this one, he doesn't die. He just keeps getting squashed. And, uh, (laughs) And again, Pinocchio is just a jerk for the first part of while he's he's Pinocchio. He's just not nice to his dad. He plays hooky from school. Um, he interrupts church. <laughs> you know? uh, I don't know. Anyway, I would check it out if, if you guys are interested. Just what I, I if you watch the first hour of it, I think you'll be impressed. But then when it gets into the whole World War II thing, kind of goes downhill for me. Well, all right. Did I mention last week that I saw a spirited? You told me I didn't see it. So okay. what did you think of that? Well, that uh, is the Apple Plus movie that stars Will Farrell and Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. And honestly, I kind of went because I kind of decided I should let my wife pick a movie once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. And... I didn't feel like honestly going, but I'm like, okay, you know, Will Farrell is usually funny. Um, but I have to say, it was excellent. Uh, I didn't realize it was supposed to be a musical, um, but I got to say, the music was terrific in it. The choreography was great. It was really a classic Christmas movie. Uh we all know it's going to follow the old Christmas Carol thing, but it's really, really good. Really? Yes. It. I have to say it is probably up there in my top three Christmas movies. Wow. I can't I believe mean, that. It is, it is a fun movie. Uh, I've, I've gone on iTunes. I've actually downloaded a couple of the songs from it. Because so, they're that catchy. 
Does Will Farrell and Ryan Reynolds sing? Both of them sang. Wow. Well, Will Farrell has sung before. Has he? Yeah, he has. He was in uh, Eurovision. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, uh, not um, that that was much singing, you know. Well, I mean, he, he really wasn't singing. He wasn't well. either, but yeah. Um, he, he, they were both very, very good. Ryan Reynolds, sometimes a little too snarky for me, but I really thought he was good in this. And he fits into the whole musical genre very well. So I would definitely check it out if you get a chance. Um, I saw it in the theater and it was terrific. You know, it was like, I think there were only like five of us in the theater to see it. It was only being shown twice a day, like the matinee and the late night. Um, But it's a terrific movie. A lot of fun. And if you got to go see a Christmas movie, uh, that's one to pick. I mean, I'm looking forward until it starts showing up each year. You know, because you think so. It's that good. All right. Now I'm going to have to see it. It was that good. I don't I believe I liked you. it better than Scrooge with Bill Murray. I, I was watching that recently for the first time because I never had any interest in seeing that. And that sucks. It's, so it's not that but a lot isn't of a people, very a lot of people swear by that Scrooge because it's a more modern telling. Um, but this this is a downright fun movie. So, I mean, it's really the music is great and it's laugh out loud funny you know, at some scenes, because you you can't, you listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh my God, this is so over the top, but it is, so uh, all check right, it out you if have you have the curious. chance. I will definitely check it out. Instead of that freaky blue skin alien movie, go see Spirited. Well, I think a lot more people are going to go see the freaky blue skinned alien Yeah, movie. I know they are, but they're, they're making a mistake. They could be. Um, because I actually I did see Avatar. The I know you did. I heard you out on the street. He did. I saw I saw Avatar. Who wants to touch yeah. me? You know. So I'm going to shock you. I really really liked it. I knew you were going to. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't crazy about the first one, you know. But I I thought this was was pretty good. I thought it was uh, not that it was different, but. I, I think it's because I've been seeing crap for so long. Like <laughs> that this just because this was okay. It was, it, yeah, it was, it was okay at best. It seemed like a masterpiece. Yeah, it was like it was like a decent movie. You know, yeah, again, it's not gone with the wind. It's almost as long as gone with the wind. Yeah, I heard what is it, three hours and twenty minutes or something? Yeah, about three fifteen. Um but again, like we've been seeing so much crap lately that it, it's finally nice to see like a movie that's decently written. Um, James Cameron is just a good director uh, for the most part. Like he's done such great movies like Aliens and mm-hmm. Terminator 2 and uh, True Lies and all that. Um, and I, it shows he, he's got something. You know, like when I, I started to smile while I was watching this movie, because the first thing I did when I got to the theater is I bought a huge 
Coke, you know, because I'm like, I know I'm going to fall asleep. There's no way in hell I'm going to be able to stay up for this throughout the whole thing. <laughs> but I didn't even need it. I mean, I was so engaged in the movie. There's a lot of subplots in it that really aren't 100% necessary, but I didn't mind them too, because I just like the ride. I, I mean, I think a lot of people are not going to like it, but for some reason, I liked it. But, and it's reviews are always subjective. It's like, again, sure. you, you liked Spirited. I could watch it and say it sucks, which we'll find out <laughs> next week <laughs> when I watch it. But um, yeah, I just, I enjoyed it. It's uh, really well, bizarre. You know There's a lot to be said to that. Um, like we've talked numerous times about, I don't want to, I don't want to go and watch a movie and have to really think hard and feel the impact of, you know, what the characters are going through. You know, I just want to go and have fun. And I got to say, going to spirited was like that. It was just a fun movie. It had, it had a sense of joy about it, you know, and it just, it just made me feel good with the music, the jokes. So I get what you're saying. You know, after a while, you just got to see something that makes you feel good or grabs your attention a certain way. And even if it's not the greatest movie ever, we've just seen so much crap lately. Yeah. It's... For the last couple of years that once you see a movie that really clicks with you and makes you feel good, it's worth it. Even if it's over three hours long. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, and people are actually clapping during scenes. And I haven't seen that in a while. Probably not since Endgame. Where I've seen <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. And at the end, everybody clapped at the end. And again, I think your miles may vary. I'm sure there are a lot of people that are going to see that and say, I just wasted three hours of my life. But you might not. Like, again, it's kind of long when you think about it. The last movie was came out in 2009. So it is like 13 years since the last movie. It took yeah, him. It's a, it's a long time. That, and that's part of my problem where it's tough for me to get excited about it. But, you know. But Top Gun was successful. Uh, I think this one is going to be very successful, especially with the Asian audience. Because I know back in the day when Avatar came out, they flipped for Avatar. And I think that they're going to flip even more for this one. Yeah, well, that's just, I mean, I have to say the same thing with Maverick. It had been so long since the first one. I'm like, oh, it might be okay. But I was really surprised when I saw it. And I was like, wow, this, this really is freaking good. This really is living up to the hype. And James Cameron's world building is amazing. He is very good at that. It's like you see stuff that's, that's there that like, I guess like the human element, you know, the humans come back and you see the scientists working and the military working. We don't have that yet, but we are going to have that. And you know that like he's a visionary that one day we will be using this particular element in like how we communicate with people or, you know, uh, like there's like a lot of 3D kind of like to say like they want to go and investigate one part of, of the planet. Like they'll pull up the map and it'll all be in 3D and they can walk through the map 
and then just kind of sh- like you know like when tony stark when he was trying to come up with uh, the solution for time travel and he would right. like, pull things out of uh you know the graphic that he was using and throw it away and then he ripped something from the air uh, now i remember what it's called. i think it's called augmentative reality you know like where you're using computers and it's 3d but you can also kind of interact with it and that's what there's a lot of that in there and i just you know it made me smile because i'm like i know that's coming we don't have it yet but we're definitely going to get it and the 3d Oh my God. Like the 3D in the first one changed everything because after he did the 3D, he made it special for Avatar. Everybody started producing 3D movies, but right. they, they were nowhere near as good as Avatar. And so th- it's definitely worth the extra bucks. Yes. To see it in 3D. Yes. Okay. Like, like I had seen it um, when it first started, when it, you know, it's the first scene you see them flying on those dragons over Pandora and it looked very flat. And I was like, Oh man, he blew it. He just didn't care about it this time. But then they get down to the land and uh, what's her name. Was it Natiri? I forget what her name is. She's hunting and she's got a bow and arrow and everybody just went, Whoa, <laughs> you know, cause like the bushes are right in front of you. Um, some guy actually walked, I guess he had to go to the bathroom or he went to go get a Coke or something. And he was in between the screen and the 3d. And I was just blown away that he was able to walk in between that, to go to leave the theater. And I could see things in front of me and I could see him in the middle and I could see the screen. And I was like, this is some damn good 3d, you know, <laughs> it, it is mind blowing at times. Now, did you see it in regular theater or do you go did you go to the imax no i didn't go to the imax but there's a lot of theaters that are showing this in 48 frames per second which is like a high frame rate normal frame rates for a movie is like 24 frames right i'm pretty sure mine was 48 frames and it just looks stunning the world just looks beautiful i i like how they kind of introduced you to like a different type of navi people where they're more like water people, like they're le- they're less land based. They're more water people, and they evolved so that like they have like bigger forearms that kind of like almost look like fins, and they're able to uh, breathe underwater longer. Uh, their tails are different, and it's all smart thinking. And I kept thinking throughout this whole thing is like James Cameron, for probably like 10 years was designing all this stuff, making sure it was perfect, you know, that it can all be feasible. And that's the one good thing is that he just didn't pump out a sequel and it was crap. He he took a lot of time to develop it and to come up with technology that looked like we were going to get it. Uh, the CGI is improved. I, I would say my only issue is that the, the background CGI is the, the world looks so good that the Navi look fake, you know? And I always, I felt that way in the first movie too, like where people said, Oh, they look so real. Like, no, they don't, you know, it's like James, James Cameron recently came out and said that avatars, CGI characters blow away anything that Marvel has ever done. That ain't true. You look at the Hulk, you look at Thanos, they're right up there with these, navi characters you know but it's still nice i mean 
It from the first Avatar or his no, no, this one, Avatar, the latest Avatar. Yeah, you well, know, I you've mean, seen the trailer. They, they've gotten very close to what do they used to call that? The Uncanny Valley. Yeah, you that's kind of gone. I would say. Yeah, they've gotten they've gotten past that where you know they don't look so dead eyed like, um, <laughs> since it's Christmas time, um, like the Polar Express. Yeah. Man, I find that movie creepy. All those people are creepy. Even Beowulf, even though it's a beautiful looking movie. I like Beowulf. Yeah, but when you get close, when they go close up to the characters, you really do get that dead eye kind of look out of them. Or even some of the fabrics. I don't think they got fabrics correct in in Beowulf, but like I said, it looks good, but there's just something unnerving about that. I never got that from looking at Thanos or the Hulk. Yeah, very true. You know, or Groot or Rocket, you know, never got that from those characters. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but again, it, it's just that the, the backgrounds look so realistic. And I know that they're not. I would say, 90% of it is CGI. There's some scenes when you're inside the human ship that have to be real, you know, but I would say for the most part that everything that they're interacting with is a green screen or it's not even, or it's just right in the computer that they do this. It looks fantastic. Uh, it's definitely mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not as amped up for it as you were, but I mean, it's getting a lot of good reviews um, not only technically, but story-wise, which I think is is a good sign for me, because it, it's the same way as comics. If you get the best writer in the world, but if it's drawn like crap, you're really, for me, I'm not going to enjoy it much. But like I said, this this, from what I've heard, is technically just incredible. But they've also put the story in because I know um, they talked a lot about the kids in the reviews I saw that they said, okay, not everything is like you said, not everything is needed, but it all fit together so well that you didn't feel the time it added to the movie. Yeah. One of the kids bonds with like this whale that everybody seems to be afraid of. And you really didn't need that in the movie, but you were okay because you were on such a ride that you didn't care. You know, like I, I, a lot of times when I'm watching a movie, I'm looking at my watch and saying, when is this going to end? I really hope that the ending is coming up quick. I was the opposite with this. I didn't want it to end, you know, cause it was for me, I enjoyed what I, my experience, I was entertained again. I'm not going to say it's the greatest, most original story you ever see. It's kind of a, retread of the original one you know like where they're hunted by the military and he's got to interact with a, a new tribe of people and learn their ways in order to be accepted in the tribe but it's just i really enjoyed it it's just something again some people like come quads other people don't you know and <laughs> it's like that with this movie and it's weird, like Sigourney Weaver is in the movie and she plays her daughter as a Navi. 
so when you know the character of Sigourney Weaver was in the first one, she had an avatar, and at some point she she dies. Um, her character in real life, like her human character, dies. But the Navi character, which I still don't understand, ended up having sex with another Navi, which I'm not going to spoil who it was. And um, they had a baby. And so uh, Sully uh, or Jake Sully ends up adopting her as his own. And it looks a little bit like Sigourney Weaver and it has her voice. Uh, like she voiced the character, but is it, does it have Sigourney Weaver's memories and everything? No, because this is her child. So it's, it's not her, but I'm just saying that Sigourney Weaver, the actress, I guess like motion captures this character okay. and she provides the voice, but what is Sigourney Weaver has got to be probably in her seventies now, I would say maybe. Oh, geez. Probably, probably. I mean, she it's kind of hard for her yeah. to play to to play a teenager you know like her voice is a little you could tell it's older but i think they de-aged it like they did with uh luke in uh the book of boba fett where it sounded a little better but at times it sounds like old sigourney weaver and i just think they probably didn't have to use her voice you know for it but they were He's very close, I think, James Cameron to Sigourney Weaver with Aliens and Avatar and all that. So he probably wanted her back. But yeah, he, he, that's that's probably it. He wanted to figure out how he could bring her back. Um, and it was tar- like he has two sons. So he's got let's say he's got he's got two sons, one daughter and the adopted daughter that's Sigourney Weaver. And then he's got this other kid that's a human that was left behind. So he's got like about five kids. His two Navi sons, I kept getting confused who was who. One is taller than the other. And uh, that was my main problem, you know, uh, with, not that it was a big problem, but I just wish they would have looked a little bit more different. But it but it was good, you know I mean? that There's like really repercussions. There's death, you know, like how there, there's villains, there's actual villains where we don't see that anymore with like Marvel and Star Wars. It's like at the end, everybody becomes friends and everybody's happy and nobody stays dead forever. And everybody Um, evil gets redeemed somehow. But this has got like, you know, some real tough things that, that happened in this movie. Uh, uh, What's her name? Um, uh, Zoe Saladana. She plays, I, 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 I keep forgetting her name. Nefert- it's not Nefertiti or whatever her name is. You know, the female love interest of uh, Jake uh-huh. Sully. And uh, in the first one, she screamed when her father died. <laughs> she does another scream. Uh, she, it's, it makes me laugh because she goes so overboard with her screams, like where she cries. Um, but she definitely gets very emotional. And she's a, you know, again, like Jennifer Lawrence was saying that there's no female uh you know heroes out there before her she was another one you know she was a real warrior you know she taught jake how to be a navi and and this one she kicks huge ass you know and that's another thing like james cameron he was really good with promoting like female heroes and you know he he does it again with this one he does a 
a very good job. I was very, I liked it. I was impressed with it again, because I can't remember the last time I saw a good movie. This is definitely the best movie I've seen this year. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I suggest you guys go see it. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, from what I've read in the reviews, um, that has made me want to see it more than any of the trailers. I think it should have been split into two movies, actually, though, because it is pretty damn long. And um, I can understand why people don't like the length of it. But you're getting, I guess, bang for your buck. Maybe you'll enjoy it more at home so, so you can pause it and watch the rest of it at another time. But, yeah, it was pretty damn good. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right, let's get into the news. So this was the big news. Henry Cavill announced that he was fired as Superman, that he had a talk with James Gunn, and basically James Gunn wants to go in another direction with the character. Um, I think he wants to make or introduce a younger Superman, and so he's out. And it's just a big mess what's going on with DC right now. Oh, yeah, and then Ben Affleck got let go as well. Yeah, I think they've all basically gotten their walking papers. Yeah, the Snyderverse is dead. The nail's been putting it. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of, they probably looked at it again. It's like, all right, Ezra Miller is so much of a problem. We have to get rid of him, you know. Oh, yeah, I think he's just done, period. Yeah, but they probably looked at they didn't want to, they had problems with the Snyderverse as it was like Aquaman was successful and so was uh, Wonder Woman. And I, I kind of wonder how are they going to handle this? Like if they, they want to get rid of the Snyderverse, but they want to keep those characters, but introduce other characters like, you know, Pattinson's Batman and all that. Cause he wasn't part of the Snyderverse. It, and the Joker wasn't part of the Snyderverse. It's like, it's getting weird. And I guess I know a lot of people are pissed that Henry Cavill was fired. He is a great Superman and it is a great loss, but I can understand James Gunn saying, it's like, all right, if you want me to take control, you got to let me do things my way. Cause I do have a plan of what I want to do. And it's going to have to start with a reboot. And unfortunately we're going to have to let some people go. Yeah. But then, but then again, I mean, I, I do feel bad for henry cavill i do too he didn't he like leave that show the witcher yeah you know like he had his own show and they were all hyped up to like oh well you know what we want you to go make this announcement let everybody know you're going to be back so he does that and then what two weeks later uh thanks henry but uh we're not going to use you i mean I can't believe in two weeks James Gunn came up with this whole plan for a younger Superman. I don't know if it was two weeks. Um, was it two weeks? Well, it was around the time it of the release. Like that long. We're not talking like it's not. It's not at least a month, but well, it was when Black Adam came out. You know, like maybe a week after. Maybe you're right. You know, because Black Adam's been out for a month, and then Henry Cavill made that video saying how happy he was to return as Superman. Yeah, it but is he made sad. that because, you know, Warner Brothers yeah. wanted him to make that to get people excited again. Well, yeah, they told him, it's like, 
because he asked, he said, can I let people know that I'm Superman? And I said, yeah, go ahead. You know? <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, he's gotten screwed so many times because he should have gotten a proper sequel to Man of Steel before they did Batman v Superman. That one guy was a Hermato uh, who was heading up uh, the DC films, didn't like Henry Cavill and wanted to get rid of him. Um, that's why he wasn't in too much stuff and he, he didn't get a sequel. But then uh, Zasloff apparently liked Henry Cavill and wanted to see DC focus on Superman. And so they were able to get him back with the help of The Rock. The Rock did help get him back. But, yeah, he just got screwed. I mean, I, I in a way, I hope he does sue Warner Brothers. I don't know if he has a case, but it's kind of like... It all depends like, on the contract. Yeah. If, you know, it's, if, if he had... If he worked through his agent before opening his mouth and letting it be too publicized, you know, and like I said, leaving his show, you know, because that's, you know, you hired me for a gig. So I quit my job and then uh, you didn't hire me after all, you know, there's expectations. You know, he should get something, some kind of compensation for what happen uh, again i don't know how much he was getting paid for the witcher but it probably was a lot i mean if he does a season of the witcher it's got to be some a decent amount of change it's not like doing a movie for two hours you know a well, season I mean, you also have to look at what they're spending on some of these streaming shows yeah i mean the rings of power is one of the most expensive things put together. Look at Game of Thrones, how much they spent on each season of Game of Thrones. You know, it's incredible how much money they're going to drop on this these shows. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was a lot of money floating around with The Witcher. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that, what is it? They're up to a third season of The Witcher. I've never seen it. Um but I, I have a feeling it's going to be canceled. I, I think I heard that, that they're just not happy with it. So maybe he was getting out before. Maybe. You know, he was going to lose it anyway. But I do feel bad for him. He's just. I, I feel me too. I, I just think he's got he, screwed by. He them. gets screwed royally with everything. You know, it's just because he is like he's a decent actor. He's a good looking guy for sure. There's so many and you things. Know what? He, he also from. Like the stuff I've seen, he seems like a good guy too. Yeah, yeah, and it seemed like he loved Superman. Um, yeah, they still could have him back. I mean, I did hear. Well, James Gunn has been saying this about everybody. He's like, I definitely like Henry Cavill, and w I hope to work with him in the future. And he said the same thing about Ben Affleck too. Like he wants Ben Affleck to direct something with him. Not necessarily be Batman, but direct something. Well, you um, know what? I mean, say what you will about Affleck. He's been very successful, not only as an actor, but also as a director. Yeah. You know, where he's been recognized as, as being good, you know? So he, de he definitely has some talent to him. He's not a one-trick pony. But I could see them in a... In a them doing like a uh, a kingdom come and bringing back Henry Cavill as the older Superman. If he's going to 
do like a a young younger Superman, which I heard it's not a an origin story, which I'm glad about. It's going to be probably be like Batman '89, where Batman has been Batman for about a month or two, you know. So Superman will probably have made his debut before we see him in this movie. So we won't go through the whole planet Krypton exploding and the cans and all that, but it'll be. Pa Kent doesn't need to die again. Yeah. (laughs) And who knows, maybe Pa Kent will survive in this uh, new DCU. It's uh, I mean, I am curious, but I, it also, I think it makes James Gunn look like a bit of a villain right now. And he's really got to prove himself now because the fans hate him, you know, what they did to Cavill because they loved Cavill and they were all excited about him coming back for Man of Steel 2. And now he just screwed everything up. I don't know if, if it's hate. I, I think there are a lot of people that hate him right now. I don't, you know, but I can see a lot of people were so excited because they, they not only is he a good Superman, but like you said, he's a nice guy. And it's kind of like, why did you do this to him? You know, you we would have been okay if you brought in new Batman, new Wonder Woman, new Aquaman, and just had the same Henry Cavill Superman. We could have accepted that. We, you know, we wouldn't say, well, wait a minute. Why is he the only one that remains and everybody else is recast? Because he's such a good Superman. When you look at all the Supermans that's been around, there really have only been two good ones. And that's Christopher Reeve and him. And I know you're going to say somebody else, but I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. You're not even going to say who it is? No, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not looking for a fight tonight. All right. (laughs) Um. But, you know, they, they did say, and it's funny because I, was I wasn't even going to discuss this story, but it just came out. So it's big news. I was going to discuss more of James Gunn responding to the rumors. And he did say, I think, in the beginning of this week that some of it is true. Some of it is half true. But he said that Superman will remain a, a priority, if not the biggest priority for him. You know? And, well, that's uh, just it. I hope so. I mean... um. I I just see it when when you're looking at DC, you've got the big three. You know, you have your Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And unfortunately, we've seen all three of them scrapped. Uh for me, I think Gal Gadot is wonderful. I well, think she was a good Wonder Woman. She's a good Wonder Woman, but the same thing. She's she's also a nice person too. You know, and she's fan friendly. You know, uh, I see. I, I disagree a little bit with you. I still think she's lazy, and yeah. I think that that was part of the problem. Is that you know I, she I, liked being Wonder Woman, but it's like she kind of used it to kind of forward her career because she got other gigs after that, and she made a lot of money. And like, I don't think it would hurt her if she never played Wonder Woman again. Not she just now. wants to, <laughs> yeah, she just wants to make money as an actress, you know. She, well, I don't think she had the love for it. They, they don't do it just for the art. They do it because it's their job. But well, no, I mean, I, I like her. And, you know, I I think I think she's the same thing with, as Henry Cavill. I think she was good at the part. She's who I think of now when I think of Wonder Woman. She's replaced Linda Carter in my head. You know, 
And she seems like a nice person. And it just, it's too bad we're not going to see her around in that role anymore. Uh, I don't think she got screwed over like Henry Cavill. I don't think anybody has. No. But, but do, you th- do you think Marvel or, or Disney might go after him now? Uh, well, there was talk that they kind of wanted him to be Captain Britain. Uh, you know what? While. I, I would love for him to see. I would like to see him as, as Captain America. Just dye his hair blonde. He's been blonde before, too. I think he'd make a good no, Captain I America. I, I don't. I don't see him as Captain America, but I mean, he definitely has that superhero chiseled look. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the jaw, the strong jawline. You know, he's got the the build. Um, they're so stupid that they're not using him because, again, the girls swoon over him, and the guys want to be him. You know, he could be such a huge box office draw. It's. I I think so. It's crazy. Someone out there is an idiot. <laughs> well, we know that. It's like people that are in charge are not necessarily the people that should be charged. Look at I the- mean, honestly, the way he looks now, uh, granted, he's a hokey character and we're going to see a probably a terrible Disney series by him. Um, but he looks the part of Wonder Man. They already cast Wonder Man. I know, I know they did, but like you put the the red ruby glasses on Henry Cavill, and it's like Wonder Man jumped off the. Stage. Yeah, I can see that, but I I just feel it would be wasted. You know, it's like I wouldn't even mind if he. It would be funny if he if he played Thor. He could probably be Thor. He probably could be, but I I just don't see him with blonde hair. <laughs> he's. I've seen him in a few movies where he's had blonde hair. Did you ever see uh, Stardust? No. Oh, that's a good movie, dude. You would love that. That's right up your alley. Wasn't that Claire Danes in that? Yeah, Claire Danes was in it. I think and I started watching Robert it, De Niro. but I just, I just couldn't quite get into it. Well, I'm surprised. I, th- I thought you would like that. Um, anyway, he's in that, and like he plays like... Uh, uh, was it Humphrey? I, I forget who the, the lead guy was, his, his rival, who is like a rich guy, fancy swell, you know, but he's got blonde hair and a mustache. And I, I didn't Maybe know. Maybe he'd make a him. great Gaston. Who? <laughs> who? Our Beauty and the Beast? Oh, Gaston. I thought you said Diston. I was like, who's oh, Diston? Oh, no, Gaston. Gaston. Well, yeah, they already did a live action Beauty and the Beast, too. Um, but people are forgetting one very positive thing to come out of this. No more Amy Adams as Lois. Oh, that didn't even that didn't even register with me. That was one of the first things that registered with me. It's like, well, at least she's gone. <laughs> what a boring Lois we had for at least three movies. <laughs> you know? And they could have picked so many someone so much better you know what i'm getting sick of good lord when i was in the movies watching avatar there was a trailer for barbie you know the the doll they're doing a live oh yeah that's right margot robbie i'm getting so sick of her it's just i don't even like looking at her face anymore because it's and again she's a nice person and everything's not her fault but people just put her into everything and they think that she's the greatest thing 
since sliced bread and I just don't see it, you know? Well, I, I think she's, I think she's very talented, but what kind of I'm sick of, I'm kind of sick of the Harley Quinn. Like they were, they were talking, I saw something and it was about like DC's iconic characters. Harley Quinn is, was included in it. And I'm like, wait a second. I, yeah, she's popular because, you know, they always draw her over exaggerated and skimpy clothes and stuff. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't include her in the iconic category. No, I wouldn't either. It's no, just, and I mean, it's just like, it was a bad phase, I would say. Well, I, you know, like I enjoyed Harley Quinn on Batman the Animated. Yeah, it was series. it was cool when she had the Harley enjoy, Quinn outfit I on. I enjoy the heck out of her HBO cartoon series. No, but when they they sexified her too much, yeah, and especially for little girls, it's like whatever, you know. Um, but I liked her more when she had her Harley Quinn outfit on. Yeah, I, I like that. But like I said, it doesn't bother me in the H. In the uh, Harley Quinn animated series, because that's no, fun. I, I will admit that's a fun series. Well, it, it's so over the top, it fits, but it doesn't look as, I guess, sexified as they draw her in the comics. She still looks cartoony. Yeah, yeah. You and know, she's, and she's fun. And she and but oh she's funny as hell but um, like I said I think that's just it when they draw it when they animate her she's still very cartoony but in the comics they try to pump it up to make it look more real and I think that is what turns me off of the character in the comics um, because it it is overly sexualized I think mm. you know where. You know, that distracts from the quirkiness of this insane character, you know, and I but and I didn't like her in the Suicide Squads all that much. Um, That's what worries me about James Gunn, too. Like He did great with Guardians one and two. He did OK with the Suicide Squad, but it's kind of like they're comparing the first Suicide Squad to the second one. Yeah, the second one is way better, but. It's not a movie I'd want to see over and over again, but DC is like, we need this guy. He's done three good movies. We got to put him in charge of everything. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if he works out, but um, I don't know if that will, if that's a good idea or not. I, again, we're going to have to see. Hopefully it is. And like I said, it, you know, if he wants to get rid of everybody and create his own universe, that's fine. I just hope that, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just hope that we don't get one of these Superman stories where he comes out of the closet, you know. But you know what? I you're right, Gunn hasn't been around that long as say like Favreau. But you know what? What we should be thankful for is here is a guy who gets comics mm. and likes comics. So I think I think we'll see more good stuff out of him with his direction. 
of what do I want to say, like guiding the ship. So I, I think we're, we're in better hands with a lot of people Warner Brothers has used before. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. But like I said, it's it's too bad that the big three are being replaced when they really kind of got good actors for those roles who didn't have the right material to work with. They did have good ones. They, they had the, the Trinity was very good cast. I know the Ragnar and Affleck, but he grew on me for sure. Yeah, he, 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 he did grow on you as uh, Batman. But like I said, I enjoyed him more as Bruce Wayne. I didn't I, enjoy him. As I thought Wayne. he made a great, older, more mature Bruce Wayne, which is why he was a more older, mature Batman. You know, I liked him in the, in the movies. Like even when you know he shows up as in the bar talking to these uh, fishermen about, hey, you know that guy who goes swimming around in the ocean rescuing submarines. You know, <laughs> you know it's funny. I I keep thinking. Like they could do something where like do like a series where all these actors are working for Warner Brothers and it's almost like they're on a basketball team and a new coach comes in and says, all right, you guys are all out. I'm sorry. And Ezra Miller comes in and they're like, it's his fault. Get him. (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of it is his fault that like when the new owners of Warner Brothers looked at things it's like what is this crazy guy doing and it's like why we still have him working and we we had to redo this whole thing but i'm i'm sure that a lot of i wouldn't be surprised if some of them blame a lot of it on him on his antics and putting the magnifying glass on the snyder verse well snyder is a big problem too i i think snyder was a bigger problem than ezra miller ezra miller is just a, a jerk but honestly, if, if you fired him, that doesn't change your whole direction of the franchise, of the DC franchise, not the Flash franchise or the Batman or Superman franchise, but the overall universe. You know, I think Zack Snyder did a lot more harm than Ezra Miller could. You know what I'm concerned about, though, that I really hope they don't go with this is Gunn says he wants a younger Superman. I hope they don't do a Superboy movie. I never liked Superboy, except in the comics, like when he was with Crypto. I I don't think they're going to mess around with that. I think we might see the Flash, a flashback or two. Um, But I I, I think we're going to see a Superman like in his in his 20s. You know, Henry Cavill's how old? Oh, I have no idea. Late late thirties, maybe. Probably. You know, I I don't think he's going young like teenage super Superman. I think he's probably going to go for a younger Superman, maybe right after he's made his debut to the world. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's going to go Superboy. I hope not. You know, but, that, but when he said younger Superman, I I just was like. Oh, remember those Superboy TV series? The Superboy TV? The live-action Superboy TV series? No, was, I don't remember that. And it was produced by the Salkins. Uh, yeah, like they, it was on like 
in New York. I think it was on Channel 9, W-O-O-R. And it was on like Saturday afternoons. Um, you no, know, I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, the girl that played, I think Lana Lang was in it and she went to Metropolis and she was cute. You know, they, they were all like, again, younger versions of their characters. Um, I don't want to see CW version though. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. I'm no, saying, I, no, I'm saying like when it, he it says no a C- younger super Superman, yeah. I hope it's not like a CW version of Superman. No, I hope not too. <laughs> we we have that in Willow. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were talking about this story the other day, and it's it's kind of funny. Uh, the Rock that apparently he leaked false information to Deadline so that they could report that Black Adam was actually profitable. And then The Rock retweeted it. <laughs> now, we don't know if this is true, but it, I could see this being true. You just don't like The Rock. I don't like The Rock. That's what it comes down to. Well, it's, it gets even worse, though. I mean, well, first of all, I they I forget who was reporting it. I've never really heard of them, but they, they said the Warner executives were kind of pissed that some of this information that got out, it's like, well, how did it get out? You know, he must have. It don't it. matter how it got out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And had his team leak it and, you know, implied like all of this crap that it's like, well, we're going to be profitable with the DVD sales. You don't know how much money you're going to make off of DVD sales or streaming, you know, like uh, buying, purchasing from Voodoo. Like he's just estimating at the high end in order to give it a profit and all that um he's just he's just got a big head the rock it just shows you know like how like they always say absolute power corrupts absolutely absolute fame corrupts (laughs) no he's gotten it you know i mean again like trump had gotten to that level too like where it is just he just doesn't get it like his his brand is so important to him that he'll do anything to to save his brand and i think that's what the rock is doing is that it's important that the the rock band uh, brand remains profitable and that people see that because i don't know if he is a billionaire he's probably close to being a billionaire now but it's just crazy if you would do well, something great like grandkids that. never have to work put it that no way. no i don't think even yeah exactly like uh his semen semen does not have to worry about working, <laughs> but it, it just shows like how arrogant the guy is. It's just ridiculous that, that he would do something like that. Um, but then it, it came out today that he was asked to be in uh, Shazam too. And he didn't want to be in it, <laughs> you know, just a cameo in it. That's what I what bothers me is that he all of a sudden he wanted to be Superman, but he couldn't be Superman because there already was a Superman. So he's like, well, let me look for a character and I'll make him into Superman. And we're going to change the hierarchy of the DC universe where now I am on the top and Superman is below me. And that just doesn't work. You cannot jump ahead. Of Superman, <laughs> Batman, and Wonder Woman, you know, just because you're the friggin' rock. I don't I don't think anybody in the world would ever seriously consider 
Black Adam top tier of any of the uh, DC trilogy. Yeah. Trinity, not trilogy, Trinity. Uh, I just, you know, The Rock could say that because he hypes up, like you said, hypes up his brand. But there's no one who thinks Black Adam is ever going to be as popular as the Trinity. It, it just won't happen. But does he not understand that he is a, a Shazam character? I mean, does he really think that he is so far above Shazam that he can't dignify being in a movie with the character? Well, you know what? I, I honestly don't know if he even fights Shazam in the com- in the comics anymore. He did. Well, he used to. He used to. He used to, but then again, Shazam had a, a worm as an arch en- enemy and a fucking tiger walking around the streets. <laughs> you know, true. all that was going on as well. So, who knows? It's a whole new ball game. I mean, Black Adam is part of the Justice League now. Well, who would have thought that? Well, maybe The Rock had something to do with that, too. Well, I think that was in the works. Well, you know what? That probably did start once they started seriously talking about um, a Black Adam movie. I don't think The Rock <laughs> brought it about, but I think they were excited with him taking that role and figure, okay, let's let's give this guy a little bit more exposure in the comics. Are you going to see that, do you think? When it's available on HBO Max or whatever you have? When it's when it's available, you know, I'll probably end up watching it. Um, it's got good. Points. You know, like I said, I I can't I I can't see getting HBO Max just to watch it. Yeah. Um, but I, the odds are, I will see that before I watch the Joker. What about the Joker? Too? How's that for How's that for an endorsement for you? Well. You were talking about Harley Quinn. Oh, I'm so annoyed that Lady Gaga is playing Harley Quinn in the Joker sequel. No, that doesn't bother me at all. Well, I, I don't know I why. I think she's terrific, but I don't. I know you don't like her. I think she's I think a good she's singer, but it pissed me off that she sang the the ending song in in Top Gun Maverick because we didn't need her for that. You know, she she's got to like. I think she's like good when she's like Madonna when she's a well, pop star. Well, do you need star. Rihanna to sing the last song in Avatar? Oh, was that Rihanna? I believe it's Rihanna. I mean, I wasn't paying attention. You <laughs> know, yeah, you're probably or, right. Or in uh, Greatest Showman, how Pink had to sing the song at the end versus the act. Uh, I think Zendaya who sang it during the movie it doesn't you know it doesn't matter you're giving somebody else a, a chance to make a hit for themselves out of I, the previously done song dude i tried to finish that movie i couldn't i must have turned it on and turned it off like five times the greatest yeah. showman yeah it's like I just, i've i've never seen it all the way through i've seen it must have seen the passing ending when lynette's had it on <laughs> that you know uh who'd you say sang the end song in that one wasn't it sandaya or oh at the end yeah uh in the credits i think it was pink oh because yeah. i like her i i like her voice as well yeah, so. she sucks too yes not as bad as zendaya but she sucks <laughs> <laughs> uh so harrison ford was asked if uh, it's true that he's passing the torch of indiana jones to phoebe waller bridge 
And he says, no, I'm just telling a story. Telling a story, you see, you, you'll see. I hope you like it. Go see, go see my movie. <laughs> I, I, I can't picture him as Thunderbolt Ross, though. I know, I don't like that. He's too old. No, it's not that he's too old. It's just he he's not he he's not gruff enough for Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, yeah. William Hurt was good. William Hurt had exactly, you know, he had that like that sort of presence. Harrison Ford has tons of presence, but it's just different. I mean, we saw I saw him as well, not only the president of the United States, but I saw him as the general in Ender's Game. Yeah, I remember that. I thought that yeah. I liked Ender's Game. No, I liked Ender's Game too, but. He wasn't General Ross. General Ross is supposed to be, you know, so over the top, he's semi-obsessed. You know, I don't see that from Harrison Ford. No, I don't see that either. You know, um, so yeah, but hey, you know what? We'll see him in the Thunderbolts anyway. I saw that trailer. I was watching Avatar. The Indiana Jones one it looks it looks good, you know. I mean, what they have in the trailer, I enjoyed, especially on the big screen. Well, I'm sure you have a much better look at the uh, C- de aging CGI on the big screen. Yeah. Did it did it hold up? No, it does. You know, it looks pretty damn good. We'll see. I I I, I mean, we're getting like short little glimpses of it, but will it be able to hold up? in a five minute scene, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a, that's a fair assessment. You don't know. I mean, it's sort of like in captain Marvel when they de-aged Samuel L. Jackson for the whole movie, you know, uh, it looked good, but you could tell at times like, uh, this guy doesn't have as much spring in his step as, he does when he's he has uh, the same spring in his, in his step as he did in his 30s as when he was in his 60s. <laughs> no, I'm still worried about his voice. It's kind of like what they did with Luke Skywalker. He looked pretty damn good in, in the book of Boba Fett, more so than the Mandalorian. And But they de-aged his voice a little bit, but it wasn't yeah. perfect. And well, I I'm mean, a- in the Mandalorian, he was totally fake. Yeah, I mean, wasn't he totally fake? In uh, I don't understand the difference. No, no, between- they they in the Mandalorian they used his voice, but they just changed the pitches and stuff to make it sound younger. In yeah, the that's book kind of-, of Boba Fett. They went back and pulled his voice from the original trilogy. Cut it up, pieced it I, together, and then digitally smoothed it out. Are you sure? <laughs> I remember that's you read? seeing that's what they did. Maybe they did. You know, I, I had read that's that's what they did. That you know, they were talking about the fact that you know, actors can now sign their image away because they can be recreated and de-aged 
so specifically, you know. Um, I think Bruce Willis did that. Huh? I think Bruce Willis did that. Did he? I, I don't know. Well, since he's having health problems. Well, I mean, like I said, if they if they can continually do it at, with as high quality as they did with Mark Hamill being a 30-year-old Luke Skywalker again, um, that'd be very cool. I but, still don't understand the know. difference between de-aging and deep fake. Uh, I think... I think that the de-aging kind of looks at the whole piece, the whole person. Uh, I think the deep fake just uh, takes a piece of the face and sort of maps it out over another person. Like when we saw the de-aged, well, the, the de-aged Princess Leia at the end of Rogue One versus the deep fake they did um, of her in the same scene. And they put it side by side. And the mapping from the deep fake, I think, had more expressions because it was mapped over a real face instead of being uh, overly digitized. Tarkin was even better when they did that. Tarkin was, Tarkin was wild. Tarkin was really, really good. It's too bad that wasn't as popular a movie or else they would actually have redone it, you know, using that. But, oh, well. But, yeah, but, I mean, on YouTube, they had the video of uh, the Princess Leia comparison. And it was really, it was really pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. It is pretty cool. Sticking with Indiana Jones 5. So John Williams was performing a concert in Europe, and he basically told the audience that they finished filming, but he's been called back to rescore because in a couple of weeks they're going to reshoot a new ending. <laughs> what happened to the test audience is not like it? <laughs> well, you know, again, we Overlord DVD, he could be full of crap. Like James Mongol said that, well, maybe he, this guy is just looking for for likes and and clicks and all that. You know, you def, definitely have to be wary of people like that. But I do think that there's some truth in it. That test audience saw five different endings. That test audience didn't like any of them. Uh, I'm sure at one point Indy did die and that Phoebe Waller-Bridge did replace him as Indiana Jones. I do hope that if they do reshoot a new ending that they give him the ending that he deserves instead of because erasing him from history and replacing him with this chick is going to piss a lot of people off just like henry cavill being fired as superman it's like, yeah i would think more so <laughs> and again we don't know if this is true but the crap that i heard <laughs> it's just ridiculous like so she's she's basically going to replace him as Indiana Jones, and they're going to reshoot, you know, the scenes like that we saw from Raiders, like when she's in the cave or he's in the cave, and but now she's in the cave. But this time around, she knows that that boulder is going to be coming down, 
so she's able to not have the boulder come down and she probably knows that that guy's going to betray her because indiana jones told her all that stuff her uncle indy told her all that stuff that happened and instead of her going to get the uh idol and give it to a museum she gives it back to the natives because that's the right thing to do there was the natives to begin with though i know that's why it's like a, well first of all i'm suspicious of that happens but it doesn't make any sense to go all the way to that place take the idol and go well here it is <laughs> you know i got it out of that tomb for you yeah but I will say, like again, watching that trailer again, I did like that trailer. I, I really hope it's good. I, I like that it's it's just him and her too. I there were just too many people the last time around with Mutt and and uh Karen Allen and John Hurt. Um, yeah. Uh and then uh Ray Winston. You know, it was just kill somebody at least early on. They did say that that Mutt uh, dies in, in in the Vietnam War or something like that. That's why we don't see him in this movie. And also Shia LaBeouf just couldn't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll I, know in May of 23. Yeah, in about six months. Uh, yeah. June, I think. Uh, so did you watch the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer? I did. Um it's I I have no idea what once again this trailer has so much stuff it throws up on the screen exactly I have no idea what it's about except they all want to stop them it's too busy you know I did not like that trailer at all like I I, it was kind of cool seeing you know the wide shot with all of the different spider-mans um but when you do something like that it's like almost fan service like hey we're gonna throw spider-man 2099 in there hey there's a the ninja spider-man there's the indian spider-man there's you know uh, the punk rock spider-man huh the punk rock spider-man yeah the the punk rock spider-man like okay you see them on screen but they're just there almost as a prop. You know, they don't have any significance because there's too many of them to focus on any one of them for too long. Um, there was just a lot of stuff thrown on the screen and I hope it's good. Cause I really enjoy the first uh, Miles Morales movie. I did too. I, I, you know, I'm glad to see spider Gwen back because I liked her. You know, but like having fewer of them, you, you had that, you know, hey, let's get this. Let's go over this one more time, you know, and, and you see their origin in like 30 seconds. I I thought that was one of the funniest bits that they used in the first one. Um, but then again, if you have so many of these Spider-Men, uh, how, you know, that's going to get old. Oh yeah, no, I think they're using it as a crutch for him. They're yes. introducing, it, you know, it's kind of like what they did with the the Rise of Skywalker, bringing in these different ships, these old characters, like that everybody noticed, so that we can overlook the fact that the story isn't that good. 
and they're doing that you know and even with spider-man no way home like where they pushed all of these returning characters from different universe just to get people excited it's like oh yeah look at him look at him like you said you know it's like uh oh wow all the different spider-man but what they had said look we had talked about this i think this year's at some point that the directors said that they were going to have over 240 different characters in it it looks like they might you know and i didn't i mean i'm not sure if there are 240 different spider-man i'm sure they'll make some up for this movie it, it looks like they are isn't that uh that one girl with the afro isn't that spider-woman i don't know who she is but I think Maybe they did have a Spider Woman in one story, with the uh, you know. Yeah, she's got to be from a different universe, right? I I don't remember a uh, Afro Spider Girl or Spider Woman, whatever you want to say. I don't remember, but you know, I'm sure it happened somewhere. But I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. It's an insult to the character of Miles Morales. They don't have enough confidence that he can't have his own story without relying on these other characters. I don't think you need any Spider-Man whatsoever other than Miles for the sequel. You know, like, let him go against some cool villains. Maybe not the Green Goblin, because we kind of saw him, but put him up against a, a good villain. You know, he he's an interesting character. His parents are fun. Um, maybe hey, introduce- You know what? There's plenty of Spider-Man villains they haven't used yet. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, they... It, uh, the first Miles Morales movie made the Prowler into someone that people saw and enjoyed. He was so good. And he was, you know, but that was it. The Prowler's been around for years, but he's not one of the all-time great villains. Like, he's not no. He's not the Green Goblin. He's not Craven the Hunter. But you know what? People saw him, and he was pretty close to the comic, and he worked and people thought he was very cool. So well, it must be him in the new comics because I don't remember the Prowler looking like that in the 70s. You know, he, he still had he still had like the gray, the gray jumpsuit on, but the purple cape with the mask. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a, a super complicated design. No, but I'm just saying that in in the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie, he looked so good his design looked very very good i loved it yeah they they made him they made the prowler cool you know and they and they've had other characters like that since him that were a little cooler but you know i mean uh the ghost uh who we saw in ant-man and the wasp no, it was basically a similar version of the Prowler, mm. except they could he could face through walls. You know, but this time around they made it a you know condition that was affecting him of her aversely, you know. So we'll we'll see what they do. Yeah, hopefully it's good. Yeah, I mean the animation still looks good. It's just that it just looks too busy. Uh, not interested in that. Like I said, this looked like they just threw everything on the wall. It's like throw it and let's see if anything sticks. Who who did people get excited about in the trailer? So we're gonna throw throw so many characters. Somebody's got to say, "Hey, I like that Spider Man." Yeah. They'll sell a ton of toys. 
I'm more interested in the Spider-Man game that's coming out where it's got him and Miles, Spider-Man, Peter Parker and Miles, and they're going up against Venom. I think that'd probably be pretty cool. Who was the first one? Who was the main villain? Uh, In the first one, it was Doc Ock. It was the Sinister Five and Doc Ock. So did it? Did they make it the Sinister Six or no? I think they were missing one. I could. I mean, it was the Sinister Six. I'm probably mixing it up with uh, No Way Home because they didn't have six in that one. Hmm. Yeah, it was. Then I'm. It was Vulture, Doc Ock. Um, it wasn't the Green Goblin. He wasn't in there. Electro was one of the villains. Um, did they have Sandman? I don't think they had Sandman and Mysterio. Uh, no, I don't think they had Mysterio in there. I don't think they had Lizard in there. I'm gonna have to go back, but yeah, maybe they didn't have six too. Um, Rhino, Rhino was in there. Um, oh yeah, he wasn't part of this, the Sinister Six. Well, he in the video game, he was in there. But yeah, but he's he's a fun video game character. He's got a he is big and- giant monstrous character design no he was a big villain in the uh in the miles morales spider-man game it was pretty cool because at some point you were miles morales you jumped on his back and you controlled him you know with like your webbing and all that and he was crashing through what, buildings like and everything. <laughs> yeah crashing into other bad guys it was, it was kind of fun um so there was a i read there was a dc comic it was a one shot called Dark Crisis Big Bang, and implies that Michael Keaton's Batman and Christopher Reeve's Superman were in the same universe. Did you ever think that that they were in the same universe? Um, I honestly never did. I I, I always thought both of those were kind of in their own little pocket place. You know, like I, I don't. I don't because it comes down to like if all this crazy stuff was happening in Gotham, how come Batman, uh, how come Superman didn't fly over and try to help fix it? I don't know. know? It's, you know, again, like we've always talked about Metropolis and Gotham where Metropolis is supposed to be New York and Gotham is supposed to be Chicago. Kind of. Yeah. I always had that impression too. So I thought it is there. I did think at times that they might have been connected and that they could have done a Batman versus Superman movie with Michael Keaton and Christopher Reeve. You know, unfortunately, Christopher Reeve was um, severely injured at some point and we never got to see that. But I, I, I could have seen it and would have liked to seen it. You know, nah, well, that that was. That shows the missed opportunity that Warner Brothers had. Yeah. Because that Superman fight, fighting Batman, that should have just made billions of dollars, like blown past Avatar money. And what they created just wasn't that good, if you ask me. Some people like that movie. I, I, I fast I don't forward like that a lot one much. I don't like Justice League either version. No, I fast forward a lot through it. I love the fight that they have 
although it's short, you know, like where Batman has his armored Batman suit on where he's fighting. For as long a movie it is, it's extremely short. That's why everybody's like, oh, but the uh, extended cut is far superior. That's like, I don't need any more. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I if you're not going to add action to any of it, and you're just going to add story for Clark and, and Bruce Wayne. No, not even that. You're going to add star- story for Lois Lane. Yeah, wasn't it that woman that was uh, in Africa? Um Lex had hired her to make Superman look bad, and then they pushed her on the subway. And it's like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not really interesting. I just want to see them punch each other. Yeah, well, get to the main event, you know. That, that's what you want to see. Like, I did like in it, not only the the, the actual fight scene, but also the bit where uh, Batman is chasing the criminals and like Superman just stands in front of Batmobile and it crashes. You know, granted the dialogue was pretty bad with the do you bleed? <laughs> you know, but it it was kind of I liked the scene because it showed how overmatched Batman was in terms of strength and everything. That you know, like no, there's there's a lot of cool scenes in there. Like he does do action very well, Snyder, and like that scene where Batman gets you know the Batmo uh, the Batwing gets downed, and Doomsday is about to fry him, and then all of a sudden somebody jumps in front of him, and you think it's Superman, and it ends up being Wonder Woman. That's a fantastic scene. I also love that one, the Wonder Woman theme though yeah that's such a great theme. <laughs> i heard that uh han zimmer like he he does performances now uh does concerts i, I would love to go see him for that <laughs> just to hear him do that theme it's, it's, hey. it, it was a great theme for her it is it really and i was. wish one you know i hope marvel one day goes back to doing good themes and star wars i hate the fact that they use luke's theme for everything you know like if a jedi walks into the room you hear (laughs) that's not a jedi's theme that's luke's theme thank you uh anyway one last story so they it was also revealed that they were going to make a batman beyond movie with michael keaton and uh that Michelle Pfeiffer may have returned as Catwoman. Um, now, you see, I'm not, I like Michael Keaton a lot. I think he really brought something interesting to the vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, he, he's a great dramatic actor as well, but I don't picture him as the old Bruce Wayne we saw in Batman Beyond. I would love to see a Batman Beyond movie because I love that animated series. I would fact, too. I just found all the uh, the DVDs <laughs> when I was unpacking some moving boxes. Oh yeah, so you uh, you picked up that series? Yeah, I well they had they had sold them I think in uh, four episodes per disc, mm. and uh, like I had like six six of them. So I had like a nice little piece of the series. I really liked that show. That was good. And 
uh, Return of the Joker was really good. It's so Even though it was a little sick at times. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought that was good. And I, I really think that would have been a great movie as well. But it's, a, it's been killed as well, right? Yeah, no, but I think it would have been cool if they would have reunited Michael Keaton with Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, to kind of see what happened to their relationship. Maybe uh, they got married. Maybe, well, if, you know, let's face it, if if Batman's ever going to settle down with someone, it's probably going to be Selena Kyle. But Although she, she, was pretty, she was pretty damn crazy in that movie. She was, I was just about to say that, but she was pretty, pretty over the top, you know. I'd be afraid she'd kill me in my sleep. Yeah, definitely a screw loose or two. Alpha would have to sit at the foot of the bed each night <laughs> to keep guard. Exactly, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I could see, I could see that version of Catwoman having a bad ending to her life that eventually you know the nine lives are going to run out <laughs> like puss in boots well that's a you know it's kind of ridiculous too and i watched that movie recently batman returns uh that's kind of going beyond what could actually happen because most of um tim burton's stuff was dealt with reality you don't die like eight times and still survive uh, the way she got killed as many times as she did you know what i'm saying like yeah they, no i know what you're saying like she got but... she got shot at least like three or four times and then she fell <laughs> thrown out of far. a building yeah um well, yeah but that's movie. just one of the things of Catwoman. one last thing i want to say about batman beyond i much preferred Bruce Wayne in that Batman Beyond costume in the first episode, you know, because he was had just had like a bigger upper body, you know, and it was such a sleek suit. It was a nice design. It, you know, it was cool. I mean, I remember the old Warner Brothers store and like they had a couple of things. They had like the what do they call it? Marquette figures mm -hmm. like they had like Superman just standing there. They had Batman standing there. But Batman Beyond was like, he was like jumping off a building and he had his arms back behind him with the red wings extended. That was such a cool freaking statue. I would love to get my hands on one of those now. Yeah, they're probably around. Well, you, you don't see them. There, there are certain things you just don't see that often, even on eBay. You know, it's like people who have them are holding on to them or they've been destroyed for one way or another. You just don't see them come up that often. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me email at jackm at wdwnt.com. And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me your friend request on Facebook and check out WDW News Today. Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and would like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. 
So with oh, that, oh, oh, quick, what? quick, one last thing, Dan. I didn't forget about you. I have to respond to your email. All right, it's coming, Dan. It's coming. <laughs> so with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season Eight, Episode Fifty Four. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all, and be good to each other. <laughs> <laughs>